I see the Mexican wave kind of like mass. When I was a kid, like I loved the Mexican wave. When I was a kid, I used to go to mass and you know, this is something different. And then when you get a bit older, you're like, this is a load of crap. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. There was a very interesting piece this week about some proposed new rule changes when it comes to the kick-out in Gaelic football. I'm delighted to welcome Morris Brosnan of the Irish Examiner to the show. Morris, good morning to you. Good. There you go. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm stuck in morning time. Good evening to you, Morris. How are you? Great, Jerry. And yourself? Um, this, is, this is interesting, right? The, the proposal that's going to be uh, examined is in some freshers' competition yet to be determined. The kick-out will have to go over the 45. Have I got that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's as much detail as we had. Colm Keyes said this in the Irish Independent during the week that essentially the the idea is basically that yeah, the, from a kick out the ball will go past the forty five. The reason they're doing this is because they crunched the numbers and they saw that in twenty eleven, I think over eighty percent of kickouts were going what they deem long. Uh, now that number is down to fifty percent, and that's what we want to see. We want to see contests and um, mentoring in the air and trying to fetch the ball and that sort of thing. Um, but I say, Jared, like. The, the basis of that conversation before you kind of get into the nitty gritty of this specific rule change just in, in a general sense because I do think like when you bring up rule changes particularly um, as it happens online kind of, you get two very extreme factions and you, you get the people who are just you know adamant that the, this game even poor games are, are fascinating and we don't need to alter it whatsoever and there's people on the other side who are I'm a fairly vocal cohort who are frustrated with what they're seeing they find this game boring they the, don't necessarily like the modern game and there's aspects of that they, they want to change now I uh, as it happens you know you kind of need to remove yourself from that realm and put yourself I find in in reality and uh, personally I think they're both wrong like I, I think there's you, you can't be reluctant to root changes for the benefit of the sport and improvement I think topics like this are actually interesting and important at the same time this specific rule I think is is illogical it doesn't make sense um, and I think it there's no harm in trying it but at the same time I, I, I do think it's we're, we're looking in the wrong direction and I would it does raise for me a slight issue in terms of how we're actually coming up with these rule changes the relationship between data and rule changes I think is is becoming problematic Okay so there's a lot to unpack uh, a plague on all their houses is basically what I'm hearing from you there at, at the top level and yet at the same time like, well now some, some other houses deserve less plague than the others yeah, to a certain extent, I suppose. Yeah, like the thing is, right? You know, there, what, what, why are they? Maybe we could get the very start. Like the why? Like why? Why do they want this rule? Not it's not just because of the numbers. Because like, like have no mistake, the people involved in these committees, like like this, they've done their due diligence. Like they do a lot of work. Like they just for example, right? The hand pass, the chain of hand passes rule that came in twenty nineteen, which eventually it, it failed. But that idea came from you know Rob Carter, just GA. He's a an analyst, but he also runs the GA stats website. Like Rob crunched 322 games, I think, to get the, uh, that data. Over 100,000 hand passes he analysed. So the, 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 it was solid. Like there was a lot of really good work put into that. But that data then is handed over to a committee. It's a standing rules committee. People sitting in a room. So the analyst doesn't have in, input. Like, And I think Rob would tell you that himself. He doesn't have input into the, the rules that they propose. He just presents the numbers. And that's a problem. Like that 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 is not how that relationship should work. Well, and that's what's happened here. Someone go, has come in and said to go back one, kickouts. To go back one go on, one, one step before that as well. It depends on what question Rob has asked that he's answering in the first place. So whoever asks the question ends up. If if I was to ask you a bunch of questions at the start of this interview, um, I might tip my hand and as to how I feel about this. You know, there's a, there's a very easy way of, of like you get a starter here that says uh, loads of hand passes is bad. Right, but you don't phrase it that way. There's loads of different ways you can ask that, and I'm not saying that the data ends up. And in Rob's case, it could be completely different, right? 
and and maybe in that one one instance it was different too. But whoever asks the question, it depends on on what the starting point is, and. I, I think I would agree with you. There are some tweaks to rules that could happen, but by and large, the game is in a far better situation now than it has been. When you get two teams who are of equal standard, the games are relatively good and have been, you know, we've seen some of the best All-Ireland finals we've ever seen in recent years. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I have to say, you know, just as a, this is a random example, one of the, to my mind, one of the plays, you know, not that I would, I'm sitting here ranking all the plays of the season, but one of the plays that stands out for me this year was, I don't know if you remember, at the very end of the, the Dublin Kerry semi-final when, uh, Dublin were going chasing that game and they put on uh, this was a full court press like they went after Kerry here real squeeze and Brino Begley had three like lung busting runs and he was just trying to get free like he was just trying to find a yard of space like really burst himself won the ball that was he actually worked that ball to Dave, uh, To it was Paul Murphy wasn't it who gave the kick pass in that David Clifford was fouled the free Sean O'Shea kicks an iconic moment now that the problem right is if you a rule like this that kick pass doesn't happen. They don't pre- press. There's no incentive to press inside the 45 because it's, so it's the they know the ball is going beyond that. Exactly. So you, you actually you reward teams to drop off. You know, so you, you you generally let me, let me let me let me before right and and just to to take this rule. So the rule is that every time there's a kick out, the goalkeeper is going to have to kick it over the 45, right? And so everybody assumes, oh, that'll be like the four midfielders standing under the ball and having a fight. But what'll happen is the first team who comes up against it will withdraw the full 15. Behind the forty-five, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like this. Is Why the would you do anything else? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the law of unintended consequences. And that's you know before we get bogged down in the weeds of that, I think that's the problem with some of these rules. Just on that, the hand pass rule, for example, right? If you use that as an example, like the, the data they used for that was Dublin Tyrone that game in uh, twenty eighteen. And the reason Dublin were hand-passing the ball out there, like the hand-pass isn't, that's, you treat the cause, not the symptom. You know, the, the issue there, right, is that Dublin were met with a ferociously defensive Mickey Harris Tyrone team and didn't want to cough up possession. They wanted to retain the ball. So you, instead of trying to tackle the problem, you end up dealing with the symptom, if you know what I mean. And that's what sometimes happens in situations like this. And that's why these conversations, and by picking data like this, it's, I, 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 I do think... You kind of need to come back to, as opposed to looking at a kicker, you need to come back to the why. Like, what what do we want out of sport in general, right? What We want contests. We want randomness, basically. That's what people, you know, people struggle to articulate what is their issue with Gaelic football right now. The issue is control. There's too much control on, on possession. So, you know, I, I know you're, what follow NFL, is that one of the big things we like in NFL is the turnovers. It's like a pick six. That's the big thing we want. In rugby, intercept tries. You want to incentivize teams to take a chance and there's a, equal balance between risk and reward and if they do take a chance there's a chance of a turnover and that's when teams are exposed so how do we incentivize so that's what they want the reason and you know I should stress this like this rule is going to be trialed there's no harm in trialing it I think I do think it, it will ultimately be a disaster and it'll be discarded but what the, I can fully see where they're coming from because they want contests in the middle of the field they want to see you know they, in an ideal sense, these kickers would probably be 50-50, I would say. They don't want this teams to have retention rates of 90%. What they want is contests and, you know, you you go and I go. And that's what we're trying to incentivize. And there are, like, and I'm happy to talk about them, there are rules that I do, rule changes or rule trials that I would be fully in favour of. But just in this, so I can see where they're coming from. And that's why, you know, there's not, like, Jared, there's no, there's no more fragile organism in the GA than football man. And he's probably only surpassed by hurling man. So he, they hate the idea of any sort of rule change and they'll discard everything. And that's wrong too. Like You have to be open-minded about this sort of stuff. And I can fully see what we're trying to get to, but this isn't the way to do it, in, in my opinion. Um, you can see though, that if they follow through with this, for example, that the next rule to make sure that this rule works will be forwards can only be in a certain area of the pitch and they're not allowed to leave that area of the pitch. And so therefore you can't have 15 men behind the ball. Uh, we fixed it now. You're like, but well, then... <laughs> 
<laughs> is what what happened then is that you know I I've actually oftentimes in situations like this, you end up talking to different people about you know while I. 90% of journalism, as at least I find, is talking to people who are smarter than you and then passing off their ideas as your own. So, so I was talking to people about this rule earlier today and someone said to me, all right, that, oh, you know, one thing they could do is they could mandate that you have your defaults and defenders stay in their area and then they kick at the ball. But the way Gaelic football is played right now, that means there's a prolonged stoppage while everybody gets back into play, which is exactly the thing people don't want. They yeah. hate the, the long stoppages. They hate the, if anything, we should probably speed up the games. Like one real change I would love to see, it's a tiny thing, like a really small thing, but is if you're, you know, this is an AFL thing. If you're responsible for a foul, if you foul a player or if you hold up the possession, the responsibility is on you to give the ball back to the opponent. And if you don't, it's the, you're, you're, there's a 50 meter penalty. So what that does immediately like if I foul you and I retain possession, I can't be thrown away. I can't be put on the ground. The responsibility is on me to give the ball back, and that exact that speeds up the game immediately. Like immediately speeds up the game, and you will uh, uh, that's incentivize teams to you know try and play with pace, get forward quickly. That's the side of stuff, and that's a tiny thing. You know, you don't instead of um, uh, I think this what's that syndrome again? It's the boiling frog where you know you don't put them in at boiling water. You turn up to uh, cold water and turn up degree by degree. I think it's small changes that would make a lot more benefit to get a football than trying to swing for the rafters and fix all the ills in one rule change because that's not going to happen. This stuff has to be has to be gradual, has to be in, in partnership with coaches and players. I would I would say you look at, you know, again, I don't want to be too critical of the, the, the way this rule came about, but just as, as an example, Camogie made a raft of rule changes which have been very positive in the game. The way, if you look at, if you compare their process versus the Gaelic football process, I think it's pretty interesting. You know, that was the... Uh, players, Women's Players Association actually drove that so that was players coming together um, they, they initially formed a committee they threw out a survey to all players and managers I think they got over 1500 responses that then led to a subcommittee they were trialled and then it was brought to Congress so players and managers were heavily involved in that, in, in getting that to, to Congress and as a result you kind of know what players want the game and you know players want players are like the same as us like they want to see an open and attractive game as well so I I, th- I think there's, there's a lot to be learned from that as well but as I say, I I think the heart is in the right place with this sort of stuff. I just maybe think the last couple of, of suggestions have, have gone about the wrong way. I really think we should be trying out rule changes all the time to try and make it better. They do in most other sports, but when the impetus behind it is coming from a, we want more entertainment, and I, I actually don't find like uh, a ball being lumped forward all the time really yeah. entertaining. Like it, it, that, There's a bit too much randomness sometimes where a bad team can beat a good team who is badly coached because they lorry ball forward and uh, three marks and they're back in the game and you're like, well, is this really is this really how it's supposed to be? Yeah, so I, I, sometimes I actually find that when you watch when you look at people get nostalgic and they look back on old games and they decide that this is the the version of the game that they actually liked and then you sit down and you watch it and it gets you were surprised how frustrated you get relatively quickly when watching a man in an ocean of space and he's bypassed because someone decides to lorry a ball 60 yards up above him. Like, they, they, it, it, at times, that actually kind of detracts from the quality of the game, which is another big element that you want to see as well. So, I, like, I should stress as well, personally, I, I think the game is in a much better place now than maybe. And that's another problem with these routines that are often reactive. Like, this, I can see why this might have been a conversation five years ago, this particular rule change. I don't necessarily see it as being as big an issue now. I actually think if you talk to coaches and analysts, they're starting to realise that retention rates are nonsense, you know, anymore people don't want to just retain kickouts they want to score off them that's the whole point of Gaelic football it's, it's what happens at the end of it not what you do at the very start of it so that's why you start to see teams gradually come back around to going along and it's no surprise that like a team like Galway you know they really have invested in the long kickout this year and they were in a lot of finals so I, I don't necessarily think that 
uh, this is even a, a I can see where this rule is coming from, but I, I don't. I, I keep going back to the, the core team is like, why? What are we trying to achieve? And I think people do want that that element of randomness, or at least more incentivized for turnovers, or to to you know, and rather than incentivizing everything, why can't we incentivize stuff? Like, why can't we encourage that sort of play? And is that conversation part of the standing rules committee? Like again, it goes back to the philosophy with uh, what they're trying to achieve, and and who is the 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 driving force behind that is it just to improve the game and uh, like when when do they decide something hasn't worked and what are the data points that are important to them as opposed to you know uh, Joe Punter who's going to the matches and, and even on that Ger, like the trends are like sometimes trends are just trends and things move and evolve and that's just part of the game and you don't necessarily need to have react to them all the time can I just give you a random example right in, in 2019 the Dublin Kerry played in the final. I don't know if you remember, there was, uh, after that game, there was a load of talk because finally a Dublin player had tried a shot outside the 45 and they had this trend of working into a, a scoring zone and it was Jeremy Connolly and he actually kicked it wide. But for the good to five, that five in a row, Dublin were very, very clearly working the ball into a certain zone. This is where the, there was a high percentage. You work into the D, you shoot from there. That's where your conversion is at, as at its best. And in response to that, teams started to pack that zone. And, and it, it just strikes me as kind of interesting. So at the time, you know, and we all, like we love to see players striking from deep and trying to have a goal from range and now you fast forward to this year and I you know I was at um two weeks ago I was at the, the GA analysts have a seminar in IT Carlo and it's it like you know I described it in the examiner as like, it's kind of like Pat's plans nightmare like it, it can be nerdy stuff and it can be very kind of in the weeds but a lot of it I actually there's huge value in it and I found it very interesting at the very start of that conference uh, JC O'Shea would be very well known in Kerry he's Kerry's analyst this year he's also analyst for a load of clubs he put up a graphic on the screen and it was uh, a shot map and this was scattergun stuff, Jer. Like this was shots from all over the field. And it was David Clifford's shot map from this year because he has just booked that trend entirely. And I thought it was interesting when you watch the Ireland final this year, I would be curious what are the legacy of trusting players like Shane Walsh and David Clifford to be allowed to shoot from wherever they feel comfortable to shoot from. And that suddenly expands their scoring zone. And suddenly players are now forced. You can't, there's no more getting back into the D and packing that area because if you're not on his boot at the 45, you're in trouble. Like you you have to go out and press him. And I, it's interesting, it'd be interesting to me, right? Let's, you know, look over the next year. Will Conor Callahan be trusted to shoot from that range now? Because he absolutely has it in his locker. Like, will Ronin be trusted to shoot that from from his range now? And as a result, like, and this is just this is an evolution of football. Like, these are trends. These things happen. And I don't necessarily think that's the stuff that you need to. I would kind of describe it as nearly cherry picking. And we, oh, you know, we are not seeing enough shots from range, so we need to drum down on that. Or we're not seeing enough long kickouts, so we need to drum down on that. As opposed to what, like, what are you hoping to achieve? And what are the the law of unintended consequences and all that as well? Because that's equally important. Yeah, and also, what are the longer term trends in this, as opposed to the short term that we've seen over the last couple of years? And Big time, yeah. Being a prisoner of the now. Uh, so, what's your instinct about the direction that we're heading in with this? Are you concerned about the fact that something like this is being trialled without like broad conversation? And yeah, so uh, like or loathe Arsene Wenger for uh, what he's done with FIFA and um, you know just <laughs> how invested he is in defending the Qatari World Cup. He has also then produced loads of very interesting. Um, so that's the dichotomy of man. Um, he has also produced loads of very interesting data and information about the trends in the game. Like if if somebody was saying, okay, here are the trends in the game that we've seen. This is what we think. What does everybody else think about that? Are we right about the fact that the game has gone to pot because, you know, people aren't kicking the ball out anymore? Or is everybody actually all right with it? Is, there, is it really that big a deal? Some kind of sense of like taking stock as opposed to four columnists decided this is bad it's bad, oh, it's terrible, it's really bad, we're going to fix this problem that four people have decided is a problem. Uh, 100%. I, this, it should be an open forum. Like, did you, I, 
I, I think the GPA could take uh, a massive stance in this in terms of, the, you know, when you're surveying players about are they happy with the, the injury rate or the structure of the calendar, equally, like, these sort of rule changes should definitely be surveyed and, and tried. And, and you know, like, would players be open, for example, Jerry, would they be open to allowing the, a straight pickup off the ground the same way it's in uh, ladies' football? Like, would if and, and if players are open to that, would that naturally lead to a speeding up the game? Like, stuff, stuff like that, just an open forum with this sort of stuff. I actually, I do think part of the problem and part of the reason you get such a vehement kind of backlash when any of someone decides to propose this is because people, you know, they tend to feel blindsided. Like, they tend to feel like, well, where did this come from? Or as opposed to maybe, you know, like this identifying a prevailing trend, having an open conversation about yeah. it, a survey the exact same way Camogie did, and then suddenly you, you develop a bit more consensus, but you also kind of, you win people over as you go. You, you know what I mean? It, you don't, you're, you're not just dropping it in on people. Yeah, it's true. And I, I can see why maybe uh, there isn't one single individual who puts themselves above the parapet to be shot down because they will be shot down and accused Absolutely, of, like, yeah. of ruining and bastardising the game and I can't believe that they thought that this would be a good idea. And then, well, it was just a trial. It's like, oh no, you brought it to the table in the first place. You're evil. <laughs> so there is a lot of emotion involved in this and, and maybe, but there's definitely a way around that, right? Absolutely, yeah. And like, and I, like, I know what you're saying, but I do think maybe if we got... Like I fully appreciate why you might be reluctant to engage in this and to you know talk openly about where this particular like this kick out idea came from. But at the same time, I think it it kind of it needs explanation. Like it needs listen. This is what we're trying to to achieve. Because maybe maybe I have this totally wrong. Maybe they don't want contests or open possession. Like maybe there's a different thing that I'm I'm not seeing. It's a high feeling that we don't necessarily. High know feeling about. is like. Um, the fisherman in the WB8's poem, a man who is but a dream, but who we're all supposed to lust after. But I, I think with any of these reviews, you kind of need to, like, what is, as we mentioned earlier, like, there's the, the law of un, unintended consequences. So immediately, like, this will not, I promise you, this will not lead to feeling because players will flood that area. And, you know, one thing we, we, we haven't mentioned yet, within this, in the same article, there was mentioned that they also want to look at uh, the idea that free kicks marked to sidelines would have to be kicked forward. So I, I just threw out a random idea on Twitter during the week that, you know, what happens if you, if the player kicks the ball along to midfield and the opposition win it, your immediate thing to do, let's say you've dropped everyone back and you still lose the ball, is foul and drop everyone back again because they have to kick the ball forward. You yeah. know the direct, you, they're forced to kick the ball forward. So I threw that out on Twitter. Somebody has sent me a DM afterwards and said, just carry that logic on. Like, let's say they, they, you drop everyone back and they manage to get a quick kick off and they go forward. Foul again and keep dropping players back. So at least you, you're, suddenly you've got every player behind, you've got 15 players behind the 45. And the problem is, there's no incentive for you to push up because you know they have to kick the ball forward to you. So I just think... With, with all this kind of stuff, you nearly have to, like, and I think this maybe this, uh, this reflects poorly on, on the GA as a whole, but you only have to think about, like, how will coaches, you know, to convert this into the worst possible way? What's the worst possible way? Because the reality is, that's most likely what we're going to see. How will this look in a Division 3 Ulster League match? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And part of that conversation, Ger, is that, and I, I'd be kind of adamant about this, like, like, there's a lot of coaches who are totally adamant and they're against this and they don't feel like they were and I do feel like they should be consulted on this but they're, they're totally opposed to any sort of rule changes and look at I mean I, I think they're I can understand where they're coming from and I do think other people have their say as that but at the same time right if if that's your view there should be absolutely you have no you do not have a leg to stand on if someone comes out and is strongly critical of you for using a short kick out and losing uh, running up a total of nine points and losing by five like you have no defence whatsoever and no. this defence about that is, is it kind of it grades me slightly that like it, you know coaches like there a lot of the issues in Gaelic football is down to bad coaching like it's bad coach if, if you're not I do know, see I trying do, to get the most out of your I do see on, some sorry. merit I do see some merit in saying right we've been messing around with this for long enough 
let's just leave it as it is for five years and see what happens. Because as you pointed out, stuff goes in cycles. A great team comes along, totally understands, has forwards who can kick from all over the place and away we go. There are other teams who actually could only kick from the scoring zone and so therefore they didn't do that. But the defence and the coach opposing them needs to know and have prepared the team for both potential outcomes um, depending on who the opponent is. And like... It'd be nice just to see, right, these are the rules. Off you go, coaches. Go and be your creative best. Because there are some, to your point, there are some really bad coaches. There are some carpetbaggers, as they're referred to. And then there are also some absolute coaching geniuses who are helping mediocre players become truly great players and some truly great players become incredible. And so it's just making sure that the ones who are doing the right stuff are heroed and copied as opposed to the ones who are just bringing the mediocrity and the negativity. And and that's why I think it's... It's really good and it's really valuable to look at trials in freshest football because like the, the stakes are probably lower and you gonna you would see incentivize as well. But I also like just to go back to my earlier point, I think there are minor tweaks that you could make relatively gradually that would have massive a massive consequence on, on Gaelic football and the things you want to see. Like if I give you one more example, Kerry this year, right? Kerry conceded one goal in the championship this year, famously against Dublin. That was the only goal he conceded. Where did that goal come from? It came from a, a high turnover. David Moyne kicked the ball away. They went up to and scored a goal. Now you look at the All Ireland final, right? You look at this turnovers Kerry had. I don't have the numbers offhand, but I think it was eleven. Two of those were dropped into uh, Conor Gleeson's hand. Dave Moore kicked the ball out of the sideline, but there was five, which were the exact turnovers you do not want. You're attacking suddenly. They, you turn over the ball and you're open. You know, just open hands, players are out of position. You're vulnerable in that situation. You're vulnerable. And what the Kerry do for all five of those, every single five, and you can go back and watch this. They immediately fouled. Immediately, they fouled high up the field, fouled, and that's just stop momentum. Now, personally, I think. You know, two of those fouls were Brian Brino Berglick. I, I would personally be in favour of he should be black for that. Like that's they're, they're, they're know, professional fouls. Teams they are professional fouls and teams are teams have learned with the black card, right? You know, fouling is still part of our game. We just need to foul smarter. We yeah. need to, you know, we can just we're not gonna drag a guy down inside of forty five. We're gonna do it high up the field. And just go back to that uh, Dublin game. What went wrong for Kerry there? What went wrong was that you had a brilliant referee because they tried to foul twice and twice the referee paid advantage. So that if you go back and watch that passage, David Moore tries, like they, they do everything they can to get that high foul, but the referee plays advantage and it ends up in a goal at the other end. And that's, you know, small, it's, and I'm not, like this is not, I don't think we need to swing for the rafters with every rule change yeah. and we're going to sort out all the ills and things we see. I think it's kind of minor stuff that will have massive consequences. And because personally, I believe the game is in a good place and I the whole too. point is that you just want to lead it to a slightly better place. I, like I think that the main problem is always the fact that we don't see games between equally matched sides until the very end of the championship and by which stage we watch a lot of crap games and everyone's like oh, <laughs> the game isn't really in a good place is it and then it's like actually when when everybody gets to Croke Park it's really only the good teams who are left and like well this is amazing why don't we have more of this it's like oh because the rules are broken it's like well maybe your championship structures are broken but we can't talk about that anymore Morris I've sworn to never talk about championship structures again and I, 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 I don't want to get, I promise I'm not going to drag you down that rabbit hole Jerry but I think that is as much part of this conversation as any rule changes like there is there's you know the element of the what we're trying to present people with that is as equally as important like this in terms of a spectacle in terms of your TV like you know just as a TV experience as well I think that is equally as important as part of this as how you're presenting the game to people because there's you know like for example, right? If you, I was, it'd be interesting to go back and look at the the fly goalkeeper evolution when that actually started and when TV copped onto it. Like these things were happening off screen. There were things happening, and we were locked in this outdated format of you know showing replays instead of showing kickouts, and we we're missing half the play. And the the, the 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 problem with that was that we were actually missing like genuine evolution, creativity within the game. So we weren't, I, to my mind, we weren't doing GA justice. And that I think that is. 
this that's part of this conversation because the whole point is you know trying to get people to enjoy the game and you want to keep an audience engaged and that's equally as important like a couple of years ago i interviewed uh Hegarty for the limit goalkeeper from the offly game and look this is an, this is an old story but he like famously the ball was poked out by quaid Hegarty catches the ball in the field and he drops it Offaly got the other end scored a goal at winner and now for ages after that Quaid was like got lambasted because people thought he poked the ball straight to Offaly. They didn't realise what had happened because it wasn't on TV. Yeah, they were showing a replay. Yeah, they're showing a replay score. Now think about that. Like that's that's before I was born. Like that's within my lifetime, and we're still doing it. We're still doing the same thing. TG Carrard, like, uh, in fairness, in, in fairness, yeah, in, yeah, you're right, yeah. You know, so but small, like you know, it's, I just think that all this, it's all part of the same conversation in terms of the creativity we could get with packaging, with rules, trying to make, do the game justice and put it in the best place possible. And I don't think it needs to be anything drastic. We're definitely going to get it now that there's only one broadcaster as well. They're definitely going to be forced yeah. to be creative. That's definitely <laughs> yeah, going to happen. Yeah, it's a I'm really looking yeah. forward to that evolution. <laughs> oh, wait. On that, on that cheery note, Morris, uh, so you, the, the main rule changes you want, um, we should trial or ask if the pickup is an option and also the move the ball forward and have a fairly scorable free if you don't give the ball back straight away. That's actually the main starting point for all of the brawls that there's ever been in Gaelic football. It's like somebody <laughs> yeah. wins a free and the other one holds on to it and all of a sudden it's like they're they're thumping heads and, and neck rolling. It's like that escalated quickly. And like it's such a it's such a basic thing. It wouldn't overload referees. It no. wouldn't. But I just think it would have, have a huge impact on the game. And there's you know there's 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 bother stuff that I'm sure we'll talk about again, Jared. Like like personally, I think if we had a clearly defined tackle, or even if you escalated the definitions of the tackle, like made it a more robust tackle, it would make a press easier. Like let's say for example, if you to go to an extreme example, this is not what I'm proposing, but let's just say for example, you allowed a team to a full wrap tackle like we see in in AFL. Can you imagine how hard it would be to work out a short kickout if that was allowed? If a man could just get his hands on you and pin you in that way, small stuff like that again, I think is like I, I, as I say, I think a lot of this stuff like there's no harm in trying it. Like even this, by the way, this rule which I think is is kind of is kind of crazy. Like this this uh, kickout rule, try it away. Like maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe it will work. And we're trying it in, in freshers football, and we'll we'll bring back data and hopefully we'll incorporate all of us in that conversation, and we'll all be led happily and dancingly onto a, a better version of Gaelic football. Uh, fingers crossed Mark great stuff thanks for joining us thanks sir it's Mark Brosnan of the Irish Examiner there Gaelic Football on Off the Ball is in partnership with AIB proud sponsors of the Football Hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships check out the hashtag the toughest for more